Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is that time, folks. Welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Wednesday evening. Much to look forward to throughout the next hour and the remaining days of the week because we got the Sweet 16 coming up very shortly starting tomorrow. And Jeff Parles will be hopping on the show in 15 minutes to dish out some of his top plays for Thursday night and beyond. So I'm excited to talk with Jeff. Last time he really gave us some good info and some solid bets before the start of the tournament last week. So looking forward to talking with Jeff. Again, that's going to be in 15 minutes where we'll talk college hoops. Then 30 minutes from now, Beeson's NHL betting expert, Andy McNeil. He does his write-up every single day at VSIN.com. If you don't check it out, I implore you to. I always look at it before I make my hockey bets. He gives you fantastic information, analysis, and more. So we'll get some of his plays for the hockey slate tonight and maybe even an early preview for some of the action tomorrow. But in 30 minutes, Andy will be joining us. 45 minutes from now, I, I kind of wanted to revisit some of the NBA futures discussions we've had, including most improved players, just to get an update on those numbers, how we're feeling about our position on Darius Garland. And I know we talked about this a while ago, but it was right after the All-Star break, the yes or no odds to make the playoffs for specific teams. And the Lakers still very fascinating to me. I'll explain why, but those odds have moved quite a uh, decent amount, and rightfully so, considering what we've seen from the Lakers. But we'll discuss that at the end of the show in terms of the NBA futures market. 
Beginning this program, I do want to mention the NFL transaction that we did see today. It's a zero days since nonsense type of month for the NFL. And the latest news is Tyree Kill being dealt to the Miami Dolphins. I certainly woke up this morning not thinking that was going to be happening. But the Dolphins get Tyree Kill. The Chiefs get a plethora of picks. They get a 2022 first round, second round, and fourth round pick. Then in 2023, fourth round pick, and then another sixth round pick later in the future. So looking at this Dolphins receiving core now, it includes Tyree Kill, Devontae Parker, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson Jr., Alan Hearns, Preston Williams, and Mike Gusecki, the tight end, who's a solid guy who's on the franchise tag. So yeah, it's a loaded room for Miami, presumably so. They're going to be lethal. They're going to have a tough time or really, excuse me, the opponents are going to have a tough time limiting these young guys, and then you obviously have the veteran Tyree Kill, but the plan against that is going to be very difficult, of course. But how far can Tua Tungavailoa actually take this team? How much stock are we putting in Tua? You could put the world's best talent around him and around this team, but they can only go as far as Tua takes them. Now, I've always liked Tua since college, but it's pretty evident that he is not a consistent quarterback in this league, having trouble staying healthy, having trouble throwing accurate passes, and throwing the, uh, the ball downfield consistently. So does it move the needle in terms of just having a big transaction in the NFL? Sure. But for the odds for the Dolphins, no, not really. Because, again, we don't put Tua in the same ranks as we do. Heck, even Mac Jones in the same division. But, of course, Josh Allen and this Bills squad, who are minus $2 to win the AFC East. Then you get the Patriots at 4-1. to one. And congrats, Miami, you're not at the bottom of the totem pole. You're plus 440. And then you get the lowly Jets at 25-1. to one. Look, it's cool. It's a new outlook, different scenery. But realistically, it's not going to do much because, again, you can only go as far as your quarterback takes you. And Tua Tungabailoa is not going to win this division regardless of what weapons you put around him. So, okay, maybe they move up now plus 440 to win the division. But you still got arguably the best team in the NFL in your division being the Buffalo Bills. So it's unique. Yeah, gets us to talk about something, sure. But the real interesting conversation now more so resides with the Chiefs. What does this do to this Kansas City offense that now features, what, Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster as your top receivers? And again, I get it. You get plenty of picks, and this is inevitable considering the huge contract that Patrick Mahomes had and everything revolving around the cap space. But I think the Chiefs took a step back today. Now, yes, those picks can develop later on, but in this moment in time for this upcoming season, I don't think that benefits his Kansas City team. Was it necessary to make that move? Sure, because of what you did with Patrick Mahomes and his contract and whatnot. But down the road, yeah, maybe you can develop these picks. But the thing about dishing out these picks for a top-name guy is you can only hope that one of these guys you get can at least be half the type of player Tyree Kill is. That's how good and dominant he was. You're seeing former NFL players come out and talk about it going, man, this changes the dynamic for Kansas City. Used to be afraid to go against them because what they could do with the weapons of Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, etc. But now you take out one of the best receivers and speediest receivers in the NFL off of that team with one of the best quarterbacks, completely changes everything. They took a step down, and their odds did shift, not a lot, but just a tad bit because now you're getting Kansas City to come out of the toughest division in football, being the AFC West. They're plus 155. The Chargers, I'm feeling even better about the Chargers. We got our Super Bowl ticket 25-1, to 1, but I'm saying in terms of value and just kind of a secondary fan aside from the Bears, I'm liking this Chargers squad, and I think they got a better opportunity because of the absence of Tyree Kill. 
The Chargers now plus 240. The Broncos with Russell Wilson at plus 260. Then he get Devontae Adams on his new squad with the Raiders at plus 675. If Kansas City were smart, based on the deal you saw Devontae Adams get with the Raiders, you probably would have tried to sign him before. But the Raiders, in that kind of just comparing it, I mean, the Raiders got Devontae Adams, and the Packers only got a 2022 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. I say only, but of course, that's in comparison to what the Chiefs just got from the Dolphins. But you're seeing a lot come about for these top receivers, two of the top quarterbacks in the league now losing their top guys. It seems like a questionable decision, but this is what happens when you're paying your quarterbacks so much in terms of their salary and how that hurts everything else. And I'm not going to say that the Chiefs are going to be a bad team, but I'm definitely not as confident in them winning the division that was already the toughest in the NFL. Now you take your best weapon offensively out of the mix. It's not looking as good as it could be for the Chiefs. Now, I get it. You still have a lot of speedy guys. You got Travis Kelsey. He's getting up there in age. So how long can he sustain that for? Juju Smith-Schuster, yes, a solid receiver coming off a big injury, though. And he's obviously nowhere near the same ballpark as Tyree Kill. So I get that they had to do it financially, but man, I don't think the Chiefs got better today. Maybe down the long road if these draft picks can turn into something, but Tyree Kill is one of a generation type of player, and you just dished them out in the toughest division, so the Chiefs got a little bit worse today. That's where the needle moves more so than anything with Miami. It's more so that Kansas City got a little bit worse today. But I just wanted to talk about that, share my two cents on the whole situation. I'm sure we'll have another one tomorrow and then Friday we could talk about because that's kind of the madness we've seen in the NFL this offseason. But let's switch gears because I did also want to spend time this first segment getting into my best bets tonight, Danny's Dimes. So we've got a couple plays in the NBA, folks. We've got an outright money line selection and then a prop. So let's go ahead and jump right into it with this edition of Danny's Dimes. And we take you to Memphis where the Grizzlies are going to be hosting the Brooklyn Nets this evening. You've seen a little bit of line move go back and forth. The original line had Memphis as a two-point favorite. Then that quickly shifted to Brooklyn being as high as about a one-and-a-half, two-point favorite. No John Morant in this game, and we know on the road Kyrie Irving will be playing, so that's why you saw Brooklyn become the favorite. But now the latest news is that Seth Curry and Goran Dragic are going to be out for Brooklyn. So that impacted the line once again. Now it's almost down to a pick em. Brooklyn, a one-point favorite at Bet Rivers, minus 113 on the money line. Memphis, minus 106. Total goes from 236.5 up to 238. So Brooklyn's a lot different of a team right now, right? I mean, ever since KD came back, they've been playing a lot better. Seemed inevitable. They're 6-1 and one following a 3-17 uh, and 17 skid from January 23rd to March 6th. So you are, of course, seeing the impact that Kevin Durant has had. And they've won their last two games, including a dub at home versus Utah most recently. So without Kyrie Irving, they beat one of the NBA's best teams. The Grizzlies also coming in pretty hot. They've won their last four out of five games, and they have beaten Brooklyn back on January 3rd. Morant dropped 36 points, and the Grizzlies got a 118-104 to 104 dub. Look, the advantages for both teams, Memphis still really great offensively, fifth in offensive points per possession, where defensively Brooklyn, 23rd in defensive points per possession. But offensively, an effective field goal percentage, Memphis is actually 24th, and Brooklyn defensively is 12th. So kind of an interesting concept there. But Memphis does have the advantage in transition play, but without Morant, that's a completely different outlook for this team and how frequently and dominantly they can push the ball. So for the fact that you get Kyrie Irving in this game, 
alongside Kevin Durant, naturally. You've had time to rest. Memphis, yes, a solid team, but without Morant, completely different outlook. I still like Brooklyn here, despite Seth Curry and Dragic being out in this game, and you can take advantage of a slightly better number and price with Brooklyn. So I laid minus 120 earlier in the day. Again, right now it's minus 113. But I do think it's a good spot here considering you're getting Kyrie Irving and considering Memphis is missing their top guy, John Morant. And even if you didn't have Kyrie, I mean, still without John Morant, you got Kevin Durant on the other side. So it's still a big advantage in my mind for this Brooklyn team. It could be a big shootout as indicated by the line movement going up from 236 and a half now up to 238. But at the end of the day, you got two more closers on this Brooklyn squad than you do with Memphis. So I'm going with Brooklyn in this game. Tip-offs at about 6.30 p.m. Central time. Brooklyn down to minus 113. I took a minus 120, but we will be rooting for the Nets tonight. Now, folks, I know we got plenty more to discuss on the show, but let me tell you about some other action you can get a hold of throughout VEASAN. You can get a hold of our CityCast where Will Hill talks about the Brooklyn Nets at nauseum. He talks all things New York. I talk all things Chicago. We also have sports host talking things in Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. So make sure you get your city cast, which is presented by Bet Rivers, because we tackle sports betting from the local perspective. So make sure to subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get them av uh, available. And like I always say, you get hooked up several episodes a week great local sports betting content coming up next we got jeff parles joining the show talking all things college basketball sweet 16 action jeff dishing out his top plays coming up next right here on visa i'm dr sanjay gupta cnn's chief medical correspondent and this is chasing life Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Busted bracket got you down. Well, Bet Rivers has a pick me up for all the upcoming college basketball games. You bet an underdog of the round of 16 and will win an in game bet in the quarterfinals or a parlay of three or more, you get a 50% profit boost. So, plenty of opportunities to still make a good buck throughout the college basketball tournament. Check it out at betrivers.com. 
Welcome back to the program. It is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Time to talk more college basketball and present you some of those betting opportunities with our main man, Jeff Parles, host of VEASAN's Bet Center and producer of a numbers game with Gil Alexander here on the network. Jeff came on last week, gave us great info and a lot of solid picks. So, Jeff, uh, the expectations are set high for this week, my man. Let's get started with some of the action tomorrow. I got to start with Villanova in Michigan. Now, on Sunday, Jeff, for myself personally, this was or that was a great in-game betting day, especially with these favorites that I didn't feel comfortable laying somewhat of a sizable spread with. I got a better number with them in-game. And I feel like that could be the situation with this Villanova and Michigan game. I'm not in love with laying five, but I feel like I'll get a better number on the Wildcats. They're a better team, and then I'll attack them. But what's been your approach to this game? Danny, first off, you always you always manage to put the pressure on me, man. You know, <laughs> you, you, just hearing your voice, there's automatic pressure. But look, uh, first off, uh, you make a very good point on a game on Sunday where you could have got middles galore, actually, on that game uh, with, between Ohio State and Villanova. So very impressive win for the Cats and now want to get the job done, uh, cover the five, the four and a half, whatever you ended up getting. Even if you laid a bad number, you got home on the cats. It's a very similar situation in this game against a Michigan team that looked, they were favored as an 11 seed against Colorado state, a good win. in that one coming from double digits down in the first half, the second go of it. Look, I'm still stunned. Tennessee blew that game to Michigan. I'm stunned that the Wolverines were able to come back. They were seven and a half point underdogs live late in that game. And they still managed to win and get here to San Antonio. I think the run is out for Michigan. I'm going to take the better coach. And this is going to be a theme, except for every, except for the uh, the other game in the South region this weekend for me, where I'm going to look to the coach that I like better in game, and I like Jay Wright better than anyone left in this tournament. He's the best coach left, period, of the 16 remaining teams. Villanova, even though I don't think they're as talented as other Jay Wright teams, they look they could have they could have been down 15, 20 easily in that first half against Delaware. Right, calmed them down. They even covered the first half spread against the Blue Hens, winning by 20. And look, a bad coach. They might have blown that game outright against Ohio State. But in the end, I like the Cats laying the points here, Danny. I know they covered the first two games, but I think they cover yet again against Michigan. So we're going to lay five here with Villanova. I, I like this up to six with the Cats, but I'm comfortable with Villanova. You throw them in a money line parlay with another team. Maybe you can zag them, maybe even. Uh, the other game in this other South region, but I like the Cats here playing the number. I think they get it done. They move to yet another Elite Eight under Jay Wright. Okay, I like it. Well, let's get to that other matchup in the region, Jeff. Houston and Arizona. About 9 p.m. Central time tip-off. This thing is squared away to begin. And Arizona, one-and-a-half-point favorite. I keep saying what we talk about. I mean, that game against TCU is one of the best college basketball games I've seen. Just thrilling left and right, overtime, athleticism, awesome plays all over the place. And Arizona, obviously a team that had a lot of hopes coming in to this tournament, Jeff. But I, I feel like people might be looking at this matchup with a little bit of recency bias. The fact that Arizona barely got away against TCU and Houston took advantage of a lackluster squad in Illinois. I kind of like Arizona here. I'm, I'm not running to bet this one per se, but I do lean Wildcats. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go Arizona as well. I, I look, I'm going to be a glutton for punishment here, Danny. Because Arizona, look, they uh, didn't cover against Wright State. They were very fortunate, as we know, to get out of that game on Sunday night with a win against DCU, not covering it overtime. 
Uh, look, Houston's looked very impressive in their two tournament games. They really just sucked the life out of the UAB. Uh, they hit a lot of threes in the first half. Really played them even in the second half, and that was all they needed, that big first half, to advance over the Blazers. And in Illinois, look, the, the Vitamin Illini were one of the more disappointing teams that actually won a game in this tournament, Danny. Should have lost to Chattanooga and really were not competitive against Houston for the most part. I know Melendez and uh, Goody gave them a little bit of a boost, and the Tech kind of ended that game for good. Uh, look, I'm going against a core principle here. Kelvin Sampson is clearly a better coach than Tommy Lloyd at this point of Lloyd's career. But I think the talent in the end and the injuries that Houston has had to deal with all year, especially with Sasser and Marks, being out in a game like this, I think is going to impact them. The Arizona's talent wins out. Benedict Matherin wins out here. The best player on the court. He's going to carry Arizona to a win. Look, if you're more comfortable laying the $1.25, $1.24 money line and laying the point and a half on the spread, I have no problem with that. That would probably be the way that I would do it. But I do think one and a half is probably good as well. But if you just want to lay the money line and not even mess around and just go for an, a, a U of A win, I have no problem with that as well. But we're advancing the top two seeds in the South here, Danny, uh, to the Elite Eight. All right, Jeff, this next game screams just wait for an in-game betting opportunity to me. And I know you like to do that a lot, so I'm curious what your uh, outlook for this handicapping process is for Duke and Texas Tech because Texas Tech is just a one-point favorite. It's basically a pick right now. I mean, minus 110 money line for the Red Raiders at Bet Rivers, and then you get Coach K and company minus 108, total at 137. Do you have any conviction for one squad over the other? If you made me bet it, I would bet Texas Tech right now. And this is one of those where I, I'm kind of with you, Danny, where if you like a side here and bet them at the beginning, they bet them pre-flop, and that team happened, or regardless, vice versa, even if the, your side does not get out to, to, to a lead, you're going to be able to have in-game opportunities here. I, if it's a blowout, I would lean towards Texas Tech blowing out Duke. I lean Red Raiders. I think their defense win, wins out in the end. But, Danny, those last five minutes that Duke had against Michigan State, that was as good as a, a five minutes that Duke has basically played since the week yeah. of Thanksgiving against Gonzaga here in Las Vegas. So they were very impressive in those five minutes defensively. They're big-time players. I mean, Bancaro with the big play at the end. Uh, they, they, uh, they look to be up for the moment as opposed to what we saw in the final game of the regular season against UNC. And in the ACC tournament period, these first two tournament games, Duke has looked a lot more ready for the moment than they did before. So, uh, again, I still lean towards what I had pre-tournament where I had Texas Tech advancing in my bracket. I still would probably only bet the Red Raiders, but Duke winning this game would not shock me at all, Danny. All right, Jeff, another game, but this one on Friday that I think I've really heard split opinions about. The Tar Heels and the Bruins, UCLA laying two in the hook. They're also minus 143 is the favorite on the money line. North Carolina plus 120. Total we're seeing at 141. I'm sure you saw me ranting about this game on Sunday or whatever the game was. Uh, Saturday, I guess, and Herbert Davis and his inability to draw up something different to beat the press was just incredibly infuriating and almost impressive how brutal it was. But, Jeff, at the same time, I mean, UCLA hasn't necessarily been very impressive themselves in their first two games. They've had a fairly easy path, so to speak. And we know North Carolina can light it up offensively. What are we thinking for this game on Friday night? Danny, this is a hard one because UCLA, to me, is the better basketball team when fully healthy. But we saw Hawkes suffered at sprained ankle in, in the second half of the St. Mary's game. So if Hawkes can't play, 
this line's probably going to dip to maybe even a pick. I, I mean, that might be a little aggressive, but this game moving to a pick wouldn't shock me. So if Hawkins is in, even if it goes up to three, I like UCLA. I think they get it done. The experience from last year's tournament run really helped them against Akron, where, again, a team that may not have had the experience may have lost that game to the Zips in the first round. But, look, in the end, I'll take UCLA with a healthy Hawkins. No Hawkins. This is a stay off for me. But North Carolina is not your regular eight seed, Danny. They proved that in the first two rounds of this tournament, destroying Marquette. And let's face it, if Manic doesn't get tossed, that might have been UNC by 30 against Baylor on Saturday. So really difficult game. It's going to depend on the health of Hawkins, though, for me to make a bet or to just not make a bet at all in this one. Good point. All right, Jeff, we got about 45 seconds. The one play I have made is the Hurricanes over the Cyclones. Do I get you to ride on the Hurricanes train with me for this final game on Friday? You know, man, I'm just upset that I didn't take the opening number here because Miami opening as an underdog was just yeah. crazy to me because Iowa State's run. Danny, I, I, I hate to invoke Providence here, but if Providence had won their first two tournament games in the fashion at Iowa State, won their first two tournament games in Twitter would have said that Providence is the worst switch 16 team basically ever <laughs> with the way they've hated them all year. Iowa state needed a guy needed a needed Hunter to go seven to 10 from three against LSU. Well, by the way, I didn't have their head coach as well uh, in that game. Hunter is a nice 25% three point shooter. That's a total outlier. And it was constant. Wisconsin played one of the worst games you're ever going to see from a tournament team, and they still only lost the game by five. <laughs> Iowa State, great story. Two wins a year ago, Sweet 16 this year. Otzelberger's done an amazing job. But in the end, I think uh, the coaching of Laranega, the talent of Wong and Moore in that backcourt, Miami advances. They'll play Kansas, who won't cover against Providence, though. I love it, Jeff. Thank you, as always, my man. Make sure to follow Jeff on Twitter, at Jeff Parles, host of Eason's Pet Center and producer of a numbers game right here on Vison. Great info, as always. More of that with hockey coming next. This is Rush Hour on Vison, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing back the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it on home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive through and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Okay, welcome back to Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. It is time to talk a little bit of puck here on Rush Hour to help us do just that. VEASAN's NHL betting expert, Andy McNeil, joining us, who you can follow on Twitter at Digital Gambler. Andy does a write-up every single day. Make sure you check that out at VSIN.com. So, Andy, not the deepest slate, but still some intriguing games to look forward to this evening, and one of them with actually the most narrow spread in terms of, or rather odds in terms of the money line, is this Blackhawks game against the Ducks. Now, uh, both teams not really trending in the right directions, especially this Blackhawks team dishing out a lot of play, uh, pieces, Marc-Andre Fleury being the most recent. But in this situation, the Blackhawks only catch a plus 106 at Bet Rivers, Anaheim minus 122, 
Total we're seeing at about six. The juice a little bit on the over. Any value in this matchup to you? Yeah, well, it seems like a, a lot of bettors are out there looking for the Ducks to um, snap this seven-game losing streak that they're on right now. Uh, but they, they've, you know, undergone a lot of changes over the last week. Um, at the trade deadline, they, they, they dealt uh, Hampus Lindholm and Josh Manson, two of their better defensemen, two of their best defensemen, really. Um, and uh, they also dealt Ricard Raquel to the Pittsburgh Penguins. So three, three of their best players are no longer with the team. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff is hurt. Jacob Silverberg is hurt. And uh, there's there's rumors that Troy Terry could miss uh, tonight's game as well. So that's, uh, you know, a half a dozen of, of Anaheim's best players from uh, the first half of the season that are no that are not with the team uh, tonight when they take on the Blackhawks. So, um, you know, heading into today, I, I had the game lined uh, at around minus 105 in favor of the Ducks. It would probably put it closer to a coin flip now, if not uh, make the Blackhawks a, a small favorite in this one, even with Kevin Lankin in goal after the, the, the big Marc-Andre Fleury trade. Yeah, and really, that's just such a fascinating dynamic for all these teams now around this trade deadline, who's shipping off pieces, the teams acquiring them, but especially teams like the Blackhawks shipping out those type of guys. Now you got to resort to your backup goalie, but the Ducks, again, not really a top team and kind of in a slump themselves, missing a plethora of players. So there could definitely be some value on the Blackhawks tonight, as you alluded to, plus 106 right now at Bet Rivers. But Andy, sticking on the topic of the Blackhawks, I was actually looking forward a little bit to their game tomorrow night. So they're on this West Coast road trip here, and tomorrow they'll, of course, be on the second leg of a back-to-back. They're going up against a solid team in the Los Angeles Kings, and Bet Rivers has some early numbers. Los Angeles minus $2 on the money line, plus 163 for the Blackhawks. I know it's steep to look toward the Kings here, but I feel like I got to find some way to maybe bet the Kings. Yeah, well, the problem here is that LA is dealing with a very long injured injury list. Um, and, you know, the most notable players that are included on that list are Victor Arvidsson. Uh, arguably their best forward. He's been out for a while, and uh, there's no timetable on his return. He's listed as week-to-week -week right now. And uh, defenseman Drew Doughty, uh, he was believed to be coming back, uh, you know, any day now, but it sounds like he's going to be out for uh, a little while longer than they had originally thought he would be, so I doubt uh, that he'll be in the lineup on uh, Thursday, sorry. Um, so it's unclear when he's going to return. Dustin Brown is also out. Matt Roy uh, there's there's a host uh, a whole plethora of players that are, are out for the the LA Kings. So um, the big question here is, you know, what what does Chicago do in goal with uh, with now with Kevin Lankinen and and Colin Delia uh, as the the two goaltenders? I guess they'll go with Delia in the second half of the of a back to back, and uh, that's that's going to open up the door for the Kings to, to to probably pick up a win on Thursday. Yeah, we know he hasn't been the strongest, that's for sure. You and I kind of joking about his uh, stats and the finite amount of games he's played thus far. But it makes sense why the Kings, despite maybe missing some of those players, already up to a $2 favorite, just assuming it's going to be a struggle because of the goalie situation for the Blackhawks and enduring the second leg of a back-to-back. -back. But we'll definitely keep things updated on that heading into tomorrow. But going back to tonight, Andy, I still want to go over some of these other games, including this matchup 
that will drop puck at center ice in about 25 minutes or so. And that's going to be the Maple Leafs hosting the New Jersey Devils. Toronto, a sizable favorite, minus 295. Devils catching plus 245. And how about this? The total up to seven. Now there is some juice on the under, minus 125. But Andy, I mean, this Toronto team just seems very unreliable to back. And I've maybe done it once and I ended up losing, so I haven't really touched them since. But what's your makeup of this Toronto team? And even though they should win this game, do you trust them to? I definitely don't trust the, the Maple Leafs uh, in, in many situations right now, and especially not one where they're live, laying a big price. They've lost uh, several of these games over the last stretch here. Um, you know, the Devils have been a, a bottom five team on defense all season long. Uh, they haven't been good in that area at all. Um, but Toronto struggles, you know, they, they've really only been a, a bottom 10 team since December. So, um, you know, it's 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 tough here to, to really get a handle on this Maple Leafs team. A lot of their struggles was due to goaltending, and that doesn't seem to have been um, fixed in any way. They've been relying on rookie goaltender uh, Eric Schalgren uh, the last three games, but Peter Mrazek is going to be back in the crease tonight. Um, the, these two teams have met twice already this season, both times. Have uh, I think I believe the the Leafs uh, outscored the Devils 13 to five in the two games, with both games uh, uh, going over the total of seven. So that's likely uh, what we're we're looking at tonight. Obviously, with the total being that high, um, but we still don't know who will start in goal for the the Devils. That that information has probably come out in the last couple of minutes as the teams are, are likely on the the ice for warm up now. Um, but yeah, this this Maple Leafs team, it's it's impossible to trust them right now, especially. Um, when they're uh, when they're you know you're, you're getting asked to lay such a big price here, um, and Peter Mrazek has not been good this season whatsoever. But obviously the Devils uh, they've been in a part of some wild games lately, a lot of high scoring games. Uh, they're coming in the, on the second half of a back to back uh, against a Toronto team that you know if nothing else they've, they they have a great offense. All right, Andy, I also want to get your thoughts on this Penguins and Sabres game because on paper it looks like it'd be obviously a solid matchup and favorable to Pittsburgh, but you're getting their backup, Casey DeSmith, in the net, 6-4-3, 2.99 goals against average this season, and they're minus 220, puck line about plus 120. They're coming off a nice win last night against the Blue Jackets, and we know the struggles that Buffalo has endured up to this point in the season, not a very solid team. But can you trust Pittsburgh laying that much or even on the puck line when they have their backup on the second leg of a back-to-back? -back? Yeah, I mean, you can you could trust them. I think that the Penguins are a, a very, you know, they're they're a team that is uh, is primed uh, to, to finish strong down the stretch here, especially with the addition of Ricard Raquel. And they, they dominated the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, last night in, in Pittsburgh, um, really just, just own the game from, from start to finish. And uh, Buffalo is a team that's been sticking around a little bit as of late. They, they've won four of the last five. Um, you know, this team isn't going away. But uh, Casey DeSmith, definitely a big downgrade from Tristan Jari. Jari's been so good this season. And uh, DeSmith does have a, a winning record. But, um, you know, his, his stats just, just don't live up to, to the, the same standard that, that Jari has set for the team. So uh, I think the line is fair. My model prices this game at around minus 220. Uh, in in favor of the the Penguins, so I, I'm in agreement with the market here. Uh, but but Pittsburgh or nothing. 
Hey, yeah, you're right there. Minus 220 on the money line is what we're seeing for Pittsburgh at Bet Rivers. So spot on per usual. Andy, thank you for making some time. I know, again, it wasn't the most attractive NHL slate, but we always appreciate your insight and look forward to more of it as we get uh, kind of dwindling down in the regular season here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close. It's the stretch run to the, the NHL playoffs and, uh, and a little over uh, – a little over a month, we'll be uh, we'll be even closer and and start to to really get a get a, a picture of, of what this is all going to look like. Yes, sir. Can't wait. And if you want more of his write-ups, again, check it out. Veasan.com slash subscribe and at Digital Gambler. Thanks, where you can follow him on Twitter. Andy, thank you very much, my man. And take care. All right, well, that was Andy McNeil. And, hey, like we said, he gives you the insights all over the place in terms of hockey. And if you want more of those insights, not only in NHL, but in all the other sports, be sure to check it out. Beeson's Best Bets podcast. You can listen daily to sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of Beeson Experts, which tracks line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sports books in Vegas and across the country. So download the Beeson Best Bets podcast right now at bsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. Okay, coming up next here on Rush Hour, I still got one more dime that I got to dish out. We talked about the Nets, but I got a prop in the NBA. And speaking of the association, a couple of futures areas that I want to revisit and see if there is still some value present. So stick with us. We'll talk about that as we wrap up another edition of Rush Hour. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, 
TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. college basketball insight we'll make sure you check out the podcast coast to coast hoops where greg hoops peterson looks at every single college basketball game on the schedule to help find you betting opportunities he's got an opinion on every single college hoops game sets his own lines and on the coast to coast hoops podcast he will provide those unique insights and look for all of those games that have those solid betting opportunities so download Coast to Coast Hoops right now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts available. And while you're there, make sure you check up on every other VEASAN show as well. Again, that's vsin.com slash podcast. 
Welcome back into the mix. It's our final segment on this Wednesday evening. The show is Rush Hour. The network is VEASAN. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5. As for VEASAN, at VEASAN Live on the tweets. I know we talked the beginning of the show, starting off with Danny's dives. We'll revisit that and talk about the prop that I had momentarily. But I do want to start with the NBA here, and I want to revisit a futures betting arena that we... I've looked at a couple of times, but I wanted to revisit it. And specifically, this is going to be the NBA's most improved player. So I guess what it was maybe a couple weeks ago at this point, I spent the segment talking about why I believe Darius Garland should be the NBA's most improved player. Well, when we talked about it at that time, Darius Garland was about 16 to 1 to win the award. And Miles Bridges was like at 10 to 1. And John Morant was, I don't know, maybe like minus 1250. Well, here are the updated odds. John Morant, uh, he's over 3,300, minus 3,335, so the far and away favorite. So, again, Danny, why the heck are you spending time talking about this? Well, there has been movement for Darius Garland since we discussed it, 16-1, now down to 12-1. Goes above Miles Bridges because Bridges now goes to 16-1. DeJounte Murray fell. He is at 20-1. But, again, if you recall, my argument for saying why it should be Darius Garland Aside from, yes, you see the incremental improvement out of Darius Garland. You've seen it a little bit more drastically out of John Morant. But this award is for a player that wasn't expected to improve that drastically. John Morant, the expectations were already set high. This Grizzly squad was a playoff team last year, right? They had the plan, they got in, then they got eliminated. But John Morant, winning Rookie of the Year, second pick in the NBA draft, Again, the ceiling was set very, very high, and this trajectory that he was on maybe came sooner than expected, but it was expected, right? When you pick a guy that high and he wins rookie of the year and they get into the playoffs last season, you are assuming he could be a potential top player in the NBA. Now, he was in the brief discussion for MVP for about a week, like we've seen with other guys, DeMar DeRozan being one of them, but John Morant got his name in there for quite some time when he had highlight play after highlight play, and the Grizzlies were on a nice little roll. He's kind of gotten out of that conversation, but the point remains, you can't simultaneously be in the MVP conversation and most improved player conversation. That's not how, that, how this works. That's just not the way it goes. Otherwise, if a player just took a little bit of an improvement, like Jokic when he won it last year, then of course he could win most improved player. But no, he was an MVP candidate and he won. John Moran, even though it was for a minuscule amount of time, was in the tops of that MVP conversation. And tops being, I guess, top four, top three at the highest. If you're still putting Giannis in there, we know it's Embiid, we know it's Jokic, but then after that, well, it can really go to a couple of people. But again, John Moran also said he didn't want this award going into it. And just because the odds are set this way at the sports books doesn't mean that's a direct correlation to how these voters are going to attribute this award. We had this discussion last season with Tom Thibodeau. He was 20 to one coach of the year. We cashed in on it. We had this discussion with most improved player last season. Jeremy Grant was a big favorite at like minus $5 or above that. Well, then it ended up actually being Julius Randle, who we also cashed in on at 20 to 1. And really quick, Garland, if you look at the on and off stats, I didn't talk about this a lot the last time because, of course, the big improvement with like points per game and those type of numbers, yeah, Morant took a bigger leap. Again, the expectations were there. But Garland, when you look at his efficiency, he's at plus 11.8 efficiency differential. 
That's in the 96th percentile. And expected Ws, how many Ws is he expected to contribute out of an 82-game season? He's at plus 29 for Cleveland. Okay, in comparison to John Morant, John Morant's minus three and a half efficiency differential and minus eight expected wins. Now, I know these stats can kind of be wonky, but that definitely tells you where the efficiency lies. And Garland's been doing arguably, maybe not more, but enough with less, where John Morant's in the easier conference as of this point. They are the number two seed. But the Cavs, from what they were last year, from what Garland was last year to where they are now, it's really been an incredible improvement, right? They were the 13th seed last season with a record of 22 and 50. Now they're currently the sixth seed in the deeper Eastern Conference with a 41 and 31 record, doing that while missing Colin Sexton and Jared Allen now. So Darius Garland's been carrying this team for quite some time. He's got him above the playing game. If he can continue to keep him above the playing game in the Eastern Conference, I still think he is absolutely worthy of this award. And even at 12 to 1, I still think is very, very solid value. Now, even a little bit deeper, Morant plus three and a half points per possession offensively is what he's providing. That's in the 78th percentile. Okay, Garland's at plus eight points per 100 possessions offensively, 95th percentile. Darius Garland defensively, minus 3.8, which is good on the minus side defensively. 79th percentile, Morant's more of a liability defensively. He's actually a huge liability. He's plus 7 in defensive points per 100 possessions, meaning he's allowing 7 points per 100 possessions, which is in the 7th percentile. Not good at all. And yes, some of these riders look into those deeper analytics. They love that kind of stuff. That doesn't mean that's the sole purpose why it may be one guy over the other, but those numbers are still important too, aside from points per game, assists, rebounds, all those kind of things. And from where the team and the player was before, the expectations, and to where they are now. So again, just because the books are telling you that Morant should be the favorite doesn't mean that's actually going to come to fruition. We saw this exactly with Jeremy Grant last season in the most improved player. Julius Randle finally got adjusted at the very end, and we were able to cash in on it. So hopefully we can do the same with John Morant. So I still, or excuse me, with Darius Garland. So I still think that is a viable play, even at 12 to 1. Any double digits, I still think is a viable option with Darius Garland over John Morant. But I was telling you about Jeremy Grant, right? We talked about him. He was a favorite. He didn't cash in. We were able to cash in on Randall. But speaking of Jeremy Grant, we are hoping to cash in on him tonight with a player prop. This is the second of two plays this evening throughout the NBA. We talked about the Brooklyn Nets money line. But this is the prop I am playing tonight. Speaking of the aforementioned Jeremy Grant, I'm taking his points prop over 18 in the hook tonight as the Pistons take on the Atlanta Hawks. Minus 110 were the odds to the over, and that's what I snagged with Jeremy Grant, who's averaging 19.5 points per game this season. In 45 games in total this year, he's gone over 18.5 points in 26 of them. But more recently, he's gone over 18.5 points in the last four consecutive games, and in the month of March, in seven out of nine games. Now, if you look at the shot selection for Jeremy Grant, it's... Fairly even for the most part, but a majority does come from mid-range, 38%. 32% come from beyond the arc, and 31% at the rim. Now, this Hawks defense, if you've been following along whatsoever with Atlanta, well, they're not really good in the defensive category. They're 26th in defensive points per possession, 27th in defensive effective field goal percentage. Furthermore, the Hawks are allowing opponents to make 37% of their shot attempts from three-point range. That's 27th worst in the NBA. 42.5% from mid-range, 18th. 
and then 66% at the rim, which is 20th worst in the association. Now, Jeremy Grant also has gone up against the Hawks once this season, and that was actually in this month, March 7th, versus Atlanta, went 8 of 15 from the floor, hit a few threes from beyond the arc, uh, four or six from the charity stripe, ended up with 23 points, a very solid game for Jeremy Grant. I'm a little confused why this number isn't higher. Maybe not confused, but I just think you're getting a solid opportunity if you're still getting his points prop at 18 and a half. So I'm playing Jeremy Grant over 18 and a half points tonight against the Hawks for our player prop. So that's the other play we have, Jeremy Grant over 18 and a half points. And if you missed it earlier, the other play we had was Brooklyn. The Nets on the money line. I took minus 120. The news of Seth Curry and Dragic being absent for this game moved the line down now to about minus 113 in favor of this uh, Brooklyn Nets team, who, of course, has Kyrie Irving on the road in this game. And by the way, the news just came about. Kyrie Irving will now be able to play in home games. So huge for him, huge for the Nets, and betting implications all around. But, of course, he will be playing in this game alongside Kevin Durant. It's really all you need, because guess what? The Grizzlies are going to be without their star player, John Morant, tonight. The Grizzlies took care of business back in January against Brooklyn, but without their star player, who they need to survive and thrive, especially against a top team with two superstars in the Brooklyn Nets, it's going to be a long night potentially for this Grizzlies squad. Now, defensively, Brooklyn not the best, so they may be able to keep up for a little bit, but you got two top closers in Kyrie and Kevin Durant who will take care of business, so I also took Brooklyn on the money line. So Nets money line minus 120, Jeremy Grant over 18.5 points. Those are the two dimes we are rolling with this evening, and we are still riding Darius Garland, most improved player, baby. Best of luck with all that action. We'll catch up again tomorrow. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.